every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. So it is going to be a penalty shootout. Uh, so it's finished nil-nil here in the uh, group stage of the uh, Papa John's Trophy between Morecambe and Hartlepool. So uh, Morecambe with at least a point form from uh, tonight's adventures. Uh, it's not been the most exciting game of football in the world, you, you have to say. Here we go, penalty shootout then here at the Mizuna. First one of the night, Murray steps up and saved brilliantly by Adam Smith, diving away to his left-hand side, got a good strong double hand on it and flicks the ball behind and Murray has missed the first one of the shootout for Hartlepool. Good start. Let's see if we can capitalise. Jensen Weir for the Shrimps puts the ball down on the spot. Quite a short run of this from Jensen. Here it comes. Right footed, buries it into the bottom corner. 1 0 Shrimps. Excellent penalty. Carrying on from the shootout against uh, Stoke in the Carabao Cup and also in the last group game of the Papa John's Trophy against Everton's under-21s. David Ferguson's the next penalty taker for Hartlepool United, who already find themselves trailing by one kick to nil in the shootout. He's left-footed. Just putting the ball down on the spot now. A bit of a longer run at this from the substitute David Ferguson. Here he comes, left-footed, and that's saved again by Adam Smith. This time away to his right-hand side. Smith the hero so far for the Shrimps in this shootout. So Morecambe leading by one nil to one goal to nil in the shootout, and uh, with a well, effectively a kick in hand, and it's going to be Cole Stockton with it. He's not scored in open play for the Shrimps this season for various reasons. But he could put Morecambe two goals clear in this Papa John's group game Northern Section shootout here at the Mazuma Stadium. You're listening to the penalties live here on Beyond Radio. Stockton with it, right-footed, and he blasts it into the top corner. No messing. And so, Mark Shelton, the Hartlepool United central midfielder, he's, he's got to score this, really, to give Hartlepool half a, half a chance. They've missed their opening two penalties. Adam Smith saving the first two. Here comes Shelton, right-footed, and he's rolled it into the far corner, sending Smith the wrong way. Good penalty. 2-1. In comes Ryan Cooney then for Morecambe. Chance to make it 
And if Cooney scores, it means Hartlepool have got to score their last two to at least take it to sudden death. And it would mean Morecambe would have to miss their last two for that to happen. All Morecambe have to do is keep scoring and they will get the bonus point. Sends the keeper the wrong way. Lovely penalty indeed from Ryan Cooney. 3-1 Shrimps. Tom Crawford's the uh, next penalty taker for Hartlepool United. They are trailing the penalty shootout by three kicks to one. And Crawford, if Crawford misses, the Shrimps have won the penalty shootout. Here comes Tom Crawford, right-footed, sends Adam Smith the wrong way to keep the shootout alive at 3-2. So it's as simple as this. Donald Love the Morecambe captain. If he scores, Morecambe have won the shootout 4-2. If he misses, it'll go to the fifth kick. Here we go, for the bonus point win here in the Papa John's Trophy. Donald Love, Morecambe captain, lovely penalty into the top corner of Ben Killip's goal. That will be that. And the Shrimps have won their third penalty shootout of the season. This time by 4-2. to two. Donald Love with the winning spot kick to confirm that bonus point win. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Yeah, we made nine changes tonight uh, from the team that uh, played on Saturday. So it was about giving everyone, you know, some game time tonight. We gave Adam Mayer uh, his full debut tonight. He's come on three times in the league uh, this season. And uh, tonight he got his first opportunity of starting. And uh, it's another one that, uh, you know, being able to give uh, their debut uh, at the academy, you know, we had Freddie Price uh, who came through the academy with us uh, a couple of seasons ago. Uh, now we've got Adam Mayer and uh, he's, you know, the one that's shown some real good quality and it was great for him to, to get some game time tonight. And we also got the other ones that had been on the bench or uh, hadn't been in the squad. And uh, we've got another win uh, from a penalty shootout tonight. Your team on penalties this year, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, Adam Smith made two very good saves in the penalty shootout but the penalties were very good uh, in themselves in the game we probably should have scored in the game we've had some good opportunities their goalkeeper made a great save at the end a double save so uh, overall you know we're happy to to get to uh, four points in the section the nine changes you made uh, are you happy with those that came in yeah i mean it's it's difficult for them because um it's they haven't played for you know, many weeks and, you know, to come into competitive action against a team that um, have got a new manager uh, is always difficult. They're on here tonight to, to try and impress them and uh, they certainly did that. Yeah, I thought for a team struggling in League 2, I thought they gave you a really good game. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be the case. Um, they um, have a new manager that's watching here tonight, was in the dressing room before the game, so um, we're not surprised that they were going to give us a game tonight. You made the nine changes, but uh, overall, that was a decent side you put out there. Yeah, it was. You know, we had a, a very good, strong side. Uh, a lot of appearances uh, in the football league, and they just haven't had much game time this season. And uh, you know, we're you know delighted for them to get the, the match time today. Lots of pluses there, uh, and I thought hopefully Cole Stockton's scored his penalty. 
hopefully that will now kick him on as well. Yeah, I mean, all the penalties were good. Coles was excellent, you know, into uh, the top corner. Uh, Jensen Weir uh, as well, Ryan Cooney, uh, Donald Love. Uh, they were all, you know, very good penalties. Looking at the, the back line, I thought Anthony O'Connor did really well as well. Yeah, I mean, the back line were, were very good and, uh, you know, Ant's an experienced player and, uh, you know, he uh, hasn't had much game time this year, but, uh, you know, he's done well. We've not had great success in this competition over the years, but we're in a good position now to, to progress, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we're on the same number of points as Hartlepool now. Um, Everton and uh, Harrogate have got to, to play each other, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're in a better position than we are at the start of the, the competition. And hopefully we can build on this again uh, from tonight and uh, for the game on Saturday against Cambridge. Yeah, I mean, Cambridge, uh, we're looking forward to that game after coming off our winning Saturday against Forest Green, uh, winning another game here tonight uh, in the, the Papa John's, uh, it's been good for us. One more pleasing thing was that I don't think he picked up any injuries tonight, which is good. No, we, we looked fine. Um, we made some changes in the game. We tried to you know, protect you know, some players. We also um, probably could have done with one more off, but uh, um, we didn't. But uh, everybody else was you know, looking good. The player I really like since he's come in is Kieran Phillips. He just seems to, wherever you put him, he seems to be able to fit into your lineup. Yeah, I mean, tonight we, we obviously put him on in a wide of a three. That's not really him, but he, you know, gives his all. And, um, you know, a long ball from uh, Anthony Connor just towards the end, the diagonal pass, and he got in on the blind side of the defender. He was unfortunate not to have scored, but, um, you know, he is one that looks to get behind. Well, Adam, a penalty shootout, extra point for you tonight in the Papa John's Trophy, and you making two great saves. Uh, that must have been a nice feeling for you. It was, yeah, and it's, it was credit to Baz, you know. He's done his research before and I had a little bottle with everyone on and he got them all right and luckily enough I saved two of them. The value of preparation, I suppose, even at this level. Yeah, definitely, you know, you've got to do things right. We've, we've done it right. As we don't go into any game thinking, oh, we'll lose this game. It's not the right mentality. We're going to wanting, wanting to win ever again. These behind-the-scenes things that you just mentioned there, people don't always see that, do they? No, well... It's part of being a football. You've got to, you've got to do what you've got to do to, to, to pick up points. And luckily enough, that helped us tonight get the extra point. The penalty shootouts this year. You've had three. You've, you've won all three, and uh, they've been fantastic wins. They have. Um, obviously, Stoke, Everton, and then Hartlepool. It's been obviously a good stand of pens. I, I don't have a decent view on the sideline, but it's gone over the line, and it's a good pen if it goes in. As a game, the 90 minutes wasn't great to watch and uh, you didn't really have much to do, did you? Just one save in the match. Yeah, it was comfortable. Um, like, comfortable for both keepers, to be honest. It was, it was good to get a run out, though, and felt good. As you said, good to get a run out. You're largely on the bench, two very good keepers, day in, day out. I know you're really, really good mates, but are you really still pressing for that number one spot? Of course. No-one wants to sit around and that's the way it should be, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyone who'll just, who's happy to sit around, everyone wants to play games and, you know, I've got to just be ready when called upon. If it's tonight, next week, next month, I've just got to keep doing the right things and when the opportunity comes, take it. Two wins in a row, you could say. Forest Green on Saturday, Hartlepool tonight. Cambridge, your old team on Saturday. Uh, it'd be nice to make it three, wouldn't it? Of course, yeah. We want, to, we want to win every game we play. It'll be a tough game against Cambridge. I think they've got off to a decent start and hopefully we can give them a good game and pick up three points. Just seeing the, the team, the strength of the team, to bring nine different players in tonight, 
and to play. It wasn't great all the time, but there's some good players there and it shows the strength of the squad you have. Of course, yeah. Like I say, I'll do everything right. Everyone else has been doing everything right for when the opportunity comes because we don't know when it's, the next one's going to be. We don't know when we're going to be picked, what's happening. So we've just got to keep working hard every day and I'm sure the lad showed that tonight. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. So after the excitement, the glamour of Morecambe's third penalty shootout victory of the season in the Papa John's Trophy, a very, very important lead game for Derek Adams' men this coming Saturday. Cambridge United, the visitors to the Mazuma Stadium. Full match commentary, of course, as ever. Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio, on FM and DAB Plus across North Lancashire and South Cumbria. And on iFollow too from 2.45. Really look forward to your company then uh, if you are joining us. But ahead of the game, I've been speaking to Jack Swindlehurst. Jack is a big Cambridge United fan and a presenter on the Under the Abbey Stand podcast. Go and check it out, a Cambridge United fans pod to get the full lowdown on Mark Bonner's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. Jack, thank you so much for jumping on our podcast. Really appreciate your time. Before we get on to matters on the field, uh, give us the uh, the sales pitch for Under the Abbey Stand. Yeah, um, at Abbey Stand Pod on the socials, we're a group of Cambridge fans um, came together quite a few years ago now, three or four years ago, when Sean Derry had just been uh, dethroned as Cambridge United manager. We've come a long way since there. Since then, in League Two, uh, like yourself, we're now in League One. Uh, we just analyse how United get on every week. Occasionally, speak to players, management, any other fans from opposite teams, which is great. And just yeah, get a bit of a flavour of how United are doing. And uh, yeah, it's always opinion based and quite often very wrong. But you know, we we, <laughs> we do our best because it's a fans pod, Jackie. Say it like it is, don't you? When things are going well, it's uh, it's good, and when things aren't going so well, it's uh, you can say so. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, to be honest, we seem to get more listeners and do better when Cambridge United are doing badly. I think people like to hear people speak badly about teams more than they do, you know, to speak well about them. But yeah, it's sod's law, really. But yeah, we do our best and uh, it's always great to speak to another fans pod. And I suppose at the moment, times are good, aren't they? You know, it's second season in League One for both of us and uh, certainly for you guys, comfortably staying up last season. And uh, well, you've not had a too bad a start to this this season, this time around either, have you? Uh, no, we haven't. I, it's kind of um, disconcerting, really, to be Cambridge United at the moment because we were complaining, uh, really, about um, a Tuesday night result um, away at Cheltenham, where we ended up losing a game. We, you know, we could have really won, but it's disconcerting because you know we're still sat in in sixth place in League One after eight games, um, and yeah, just have been kind of comfortable this season. We've not been good away from home. That's where we've struggled. So. That's where Cambridge United need to build on. But four from four at home, you literally can't complain. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be hopefully become a bit of a fortress at the Abbey and then kind of push on and, you know, pick up points away from home. But it's been a great start. We've made some really good kind of uh, bolstering signings in the summer and kept our squad, the core of our squad together, which is really important. So it's certainly a good time to be a Cambridge United fan, but we're not getting ahead of ourselves. It's a very long season ahead. Certainly is, Jack. Certainly is. You think back to a year or so ago and... You think about getting promoted 
and then you lose key players like Paul Mullin and and the, the players that the, the bedrock of the players that got you into the division in the first place. Were you concerned last season that it might be a struggle because it didn't turn out that way at all, did it? You were you stayed up easily in the end. Yeah, I think everybody had us pretty much pinned to the bottom, you know, when we got promoted and kind of understandably so, I suppose. But uh, we proved everyone wrong. Whilst we did lose Mullin and a couple of players like that, we did keep we did keep a really good core of players and bring in a couple of players who took to ducks like water, really. A couple who needed to prove themselves and then absolutely did. Uh, and yeah, we've got a really good spine to the team and we were just very kind of um, no-nonsense last season, you know, even had an FA Cup run course beating Newcastle in the FA Cup uh, everything last season just went to plan and to be safe by you know March April when we were it was a real you know boost for that and yeah we as you say we finished uh, kind of mid-table lower mid-table and we will absolutely take that and we take it again this season but you know it is about building on that and uh, it's been a good start. And like you say Jack isn't it four wins from four at home it doesn't matter to an extent and it doesn't matter so much about your away form if you can get the points in the bag at home, then it's going to be job done once more. It is. It's a little bit frustrating, I think, from a Cambridge United point of view, um, how we've managed away from home, really, because um, there's, you know, it was a 93rd minute winner for Oxford that we conceded um, way back when. Um, and that just, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth. That was our first away game. You know, we did all right at Charlton, but then, you know, we got beat 4-1 at Pompey. That feels like a bit of an unfair result on paper, but of course it's not played on paper. And then a, a real gauler against Cheltenham last time out, losing 2-1 from a winning position. So we do need to kind of solidify ourselves a bit away from home and just prove to the fans and the players that we can, because we were, you know, we weren't bad away from home last season. Uh, and comparatively now, that seems to be where we're struggling. And it just just looking ahead... You know, we are going to start to need to pick up points, uh, you know, away from home. Um, and maybe that'll come, uh, maybe that'll come later in September. Well, hopefully not from our point of view, Jack, but we'll come on to that in a second. Uh, tell me about the Mark Bonner effect then. I, I suppose he's a, he's a hero, he's a legend already, isn't he? Absolutely. I mean, it, it must seem strange to fans of other teams, you know, maybe from other leagues looking at it because, you know, whilst he's, kind of steadied the ship and got promoted and done well. The effect he's had on this team is is just incredible. You know, he's brought in um, brilliant players, but he's also got the best out of players who've been at the club for a number of years. You know, we've got Harrison Dunk, we've got Greg Taylor, we've got Liam O'Neill, who are all stalwarts of Cambridge United. And, you know, Dunk especially is having a resurgence. You know, he's in his 11th year with the club, he's played in the conference, he's played in League Two. And now he's in League One and he's, you know, he's playing some of the best football of his life. So Mark Bonner is, you know, incredible manager. He, you know, he got the best out of Paul Mullin. And, you know, that's, you see how he kind of has moved on in his career. Uh, you know, he's made Ironside into a great player. There's players who've not made many appearances before coming to Cambridge or not scored many league goals and they've kind of come out of their shells. So he's a really good man manager and he's, he manages to keep a cool head on the team, it seems, even when, you know, we might lose games, we don't tend to go on bad runs. It seems to, we seem to bounce back. And yeah, I, I reckon he's probably quite a sought after manager. Probably, you know, if come January, there's championship teams getting rid of their, their, their managers. I imagine Mark Bonner would be one that people are seriously looking at. You're going to want to keep him though, I suppose. A hundred percent. And there was, there were rumours floating about, about going to Luton and Peterborough. And he kind of, he quashed those Peter Barumas pretty, you know, a hundred percent in a press conference. Um, he said, I, you know, I bleed Cambridge. So that's, that's encouraging, but 
you couldn't blame the man if the right offer came along in January for a championship club or even, you know, even higher. So we're being realistic, but he's just brought the club so far. And there's a real good structure all the way down the club. It's not just the management, it's the team around him. You know, I feel like there's people waiting in the wings for if <clears throat> if Bonner did go, but he's just done an incredible job. And yeah, like you say, a legend already. For No matter what happens from here, he really has done incredible things for, for, for our club. So you've kept the majority of the squad from last season together. Jack lost one or two. Jack Iredale probably being the most high profile of that to Bolton. But uh, you've kept the majority of the team and, and, and you've added where you needed to to the squad. For those unfamiliar, Jack, tell us everything we need to know about a current season Cambridge United team. Well, we've got Dimi Mitov in goal, um, you know, made headlines last season with a performance against Newcastle United at St. James in the FA Cup. Uh, but he had a great season. You know, he was kind of uh, jostling with Callum Burton in the League Two season for the number one spot, <clears throat> made it his own, and he's just come on leaps and bounds. You know, he's a great, great player. Um, Bulgarian, and, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see in the next couple of years him getting an international call-up. He's only 25, uh, and he's just fantastic. We've got a really good, solid back four, five, depending how we play. Uh, George Williams at right back. Uh, usually, uh, probably Jubal Okadina and Lloyd-Jones in the middle. And then, you know, probably Harrison Dunk on the left. We can switch it up a bit and it does depend on how we set up. But uh, a good defensive midfield partnership of uh, Paul Digby and uh, Adam May. We've both just, you know, come on leaps and bounds. And we've got quite a few players now coming up to 100 appearances for the U's. And that really shows that kind of solidity yeah. that we've got. Uh, and then you can pick from Sam Smith, Shiloh Tracy, uh, an iron side up top there, usually with someone like Nibs, potentially Lancaster coming in, James Brophy. So we've got quite a few good forward options there. So United have really kind of made a squad out of what was a good team. We've now got a good squad. Uh, of course, a couple of injuries and the questions will be asked. And after Tuesday's defeat at Cheltenham, there will be questions about what is the best central defensive partnership. We do have uh, Zeno Ibsen Rossi, who came in, um, man mountain of a defender who might start to try and kind of muscle his way into the centre of defence. But yeah, a good, strong team, good from out wide, United. And then obviously Ironside is like a target man, but, you know, Sam Smith has just been fantastic, you know, banging in goals left, right and centre as well. So we've got goals from other places on the field as well. So it's like caveat here, Jack, we, we are talking before our previous weekend's respective games against Forest Green Rovers. You've got a tough game against Barnsley coming up uh, this weekend. But but you spoke about uh, your Jekyll and Hyde home and away form. What hope can you give us then about you guys coming to the Mazuma? Where can we get at you? Where are, where, where, where are we going to score the goals? Well, it's an interesting one. I mean, as I say, we're we're good from out wide, but also we we, we can be vulnerable from set pieces. Uh, Cambridge can be guilty of starting games slowly and switching off. You will see even at the home game against Burton, we conceded after 13 seconds. So, you know, if you get at Cambridge early on, that there are goals to be scored. Um, and yeah, um, it is just, I think, yeah, balls from out wide will be, you know, how you can maybe get a goal, you know, that second ball that drops the edge of the box or, you know, push into the byline and cutting one back. So Cambridge are vulnerable. We've conceded goals this season, even when winning. So um, yeah, it's not like we're, uh, you know, that tight defensively. Uh, you'll see that we've, uh, we've already, we've already conceded 12 goals after scoring 12 with a goal difference of zero. So that's an eight game. So there's definitely something there for the taking, but equally Cambridge start well uh, and manage the game. And we can be a very hard team to beat. We had two um, close-ish encounters last season, Jack, didn't we? You, uh, 
you came to our place, 1-0 victory on that night with, with a, a fantastic strike, you have to say. And then I thought we did enough for a point at your place towards the end of the season, conceded uh, that goal and, and, and obviously lost. But another Cole Stockton wonder strike for us on, on that day. He's just coming back into the team now. So uh, fingers crossed we might have a, a bit more of an attacking threat. Yeah, we always worry about Cole the goal and there's always rumours about him going, but he never seems to go and uh, what a player to keep. So yeah, uh, every Cambridge United fan who's ever been to a game knows about Cole the goal and, you know, we worry about him. Looking at your team, there's, all, there's other names that we recognise in there, but, you know, it's it's such a tough one to call with two teams like Morecambe and, and, and United. Apart from that 5-0 um, in League Two, where we came to, to, to yours and won, we don't generally have games that aren't close. They're always pretty close, you know, one goal in it or whatever. So I do think it's going to be another close one, regardless of how this weekend's games go. And yeah, it could be nicked by the odd goal. And like I say, if you start well, that could cause Cambridge United serious issues. But again, if we start well, it could be on the flip side. So really, really tough one to call. Tell us about Jensen Weir then. Jack obviously had uh, the season-long loan with you guys last season. It didn't appear to take off to the heights that perhaps you might have expected, but uh, we've got him for the season. We like what we see so far. What can you tell us about Jensen? Yeah, a good little player. He looked pretty tidy. He did get a couple of injuries. It kind of kept him out of the squad. And then, you know, as you said about last season for us, it went surprisingly kind of smoothly. So it was hard for him to get back into the team, really, when you've kind of, you know, you're on an all right run of form. You don't want to break. You don't want to fix what's not broke. Scored a great header from the edge of the box for us. Memorable goal, that one. But I just feel like it, it was it was just a bit unlucky, really, other than anything else. He should have featured a bit more. It was just injuries and then a good run of form for United. But um, yeah, looks a good, tidy player. Still very young, obviously. And yeah, he can, he can come up with the odd goal as well, as he's shown for, for you. So yeah, uh, certainly a good acquisition and someone that you want to keep hold of for as long as possible. As it stands at the moment, Jack is our top goal scorer with three. So uh, hopefully uh, somebody might score a hat-trick against Forest Green tomorrow and uh, might might knock him off his perch. But uh, he does look a very, very good player indeed. Technically really good. And he scored a couple of absolute yeah. world-class goals. He scored a, a curler into the top corner from 25 yards against Bristol Rovers a couple of weeks ago. So fingers crossed he can, he can do some damage. So I suppose from your point of view, Jack, so far so good. Let's have a couple of predictions then. Uh, firstly, our game, of course. And I imagine, given the start that you've had, you're, you're, you're very happy that you're going to finish higher up the table than you did last season. Um, yeah, uh, hopefully so. I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to flog a dead horse, but I do feel like this away form's got to take a pick at some point. So like, I feel that's where our season's going to be defined because, you know, I don't think we're going to win every game at home this season. And suddenly, if you start losing games at home and not winning away, then you, you're suddenly looking over your shoulder. I think our game, I think regardless of what happens this weekend, I think it's going to be won by a goal. I think a team will win it. And obviously, being from the Cambridge United part of things, I'm going to go 2-1 United. I think it's going to be a late winner. Um, and it's probably going to be Joe Ironside. He's carrying a bit of an injury at the moment. And the man seems to play better when he's injured. So, um, yeah, be warned. <laughs> uh, where, where are you going to finish this season then, Jack? Is mid-table the goal or can you get a bit higher? Well, you know, it's 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 such a tough thing to look at the at the table now and see us in sixth place, and you know, above our great rivals, Bree United. But I, you know, realistically, I think if we could get anywhere, you know, near twelfth place, I think it'd be a fantastic achievement. You know, to finish in that top half of the table, 
you know, consolidate for this season. Like I say, you know, come back to me when we play the return game and we can probably have a, a bit more of a realistic conversation. It's just such a long season, isn't it? There's going to be, you know, we've already had, dis- we've already had games postponed, which we usually wouldn't have had at this point. Um, so, you know, the season, there's going to be, you know, midweek games where there weren't before. Games are going to start to pile up. You know, that Christmas period is always pretty dodgy. And also there's going to be, you know, interruptions with World Cup and all sorts of things. So, yeah, it's just, it's going to be an interesting kind of winter to navigate. And then we'll come out the other side of it and see where we are. But it's hopeful. It's certainly been a great start. And yeah, I'd love to be, uh, you know, safe by March again. Would certainly rather be in your position than ours at, at the moment, Jack. That's, that's for sure. Uh, very finally, Jack, a, a word on League One, the quality of League One. We thought it was a really quality division last season with a number of high-profile teams, and it seems even better this season. Or yeah, even, there's even no tough, or even tougher. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, nail on the head. Like it was a good league last season, but there's no basket cases this season at all. I don't think. Well, with maybe the exception of Burton, I think Burton looked pretty stuffed. But you know, they could have a resurgence under a new manager, and they scored three goals against us at the Abbey. So you know, they've clearly got goal scorers. They scored four um, against Accrington as well. So you know, they've got goals in that team. So I don't think there's anyone who's guaranteed to go down. Although, you know yourself and Burton do need to start picking up points but it's so early I think there's some great quality and you look at you know the amount of former Premier League teams you look at the amount of former Premier League players it is just incredible the amount of you know great players and great teams that are in there and yeah it's going to be a real battle for those top six places and it's going to be a real battle for the top 12 I think it's uh, it's real high quality and it's nice to see and it's just nice to be a part of it Absolutely. but we don't we don't just want to be a part of it and then drop out and not come back for a number of years we want to solidify ourselves and be, be here again next season yeah, snap. No, we have work to do in that regard, that's for sure. Jack, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Give us the sales pitch and the plug one more time for the Under the Abbey Stand podcast. Yeah, at Abbey Stand Pod on all the socials, uh, on social media. Uh, great to be here. And thanks for thanks for listening to me. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.